Becky Brumley. Um, I want to start with a prayer, so if everybody would join me. Heavenly Father, I just praise you for the ability to be here tonight, Father God, to tell your testimony in my life, Father God. I pray that you give me the right words at the right time, Father God, that chains are broken here, Father God, that people see your presence in my life, Father God, and know that they can have it in theirs. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. My life didn't start out great. My mom was a drug addict that traded herself, me, and my sister to feed her addiction. My sister and I's childhoods were hard but necessary. I was given my first drugs at the age of 10, and life was no picnic up to that point. But my stepdad had molested me, and that was my dad's way of helping me through it. By the age of 12, I was a full-blown binge alcoholic. For those that don't know what that is, it's someone who drinks until they black out. At that time, I decided that God hated me, so I hated him. At 12, a man ran me down while I was crossing the street. By 13, my sister's friends would drop me off at school drunk and high. By 14, I attempted suicide for the first time. At 15, my mom kicked me out, and by 16, I was done with school and doing meth heavier than ever. At 17, I started shooting meth with my husband, who, didn't who would stick me in a trailer with no electricity or running water, take my clothes, and hogtie me when he would leave. When he went to jail, I went to rehab, and three days after getting out, I found out I was pregnant. So I married the same man that had done such horrible things to me. I stayed clean from meth for seven years. In that time, I had two more kids and did meth once or twice during that time. But I self-destructed in other ways, like opiates and abusive, and abusive men. I lost my dad in 2007 and lost my mind about a year later. Not knowing how to kill, cope with the loss, I left my abusive boyfriend that then married my mother a month later. So I decided I was going to do enough meth and other drugs to die. I did. Five times in one night, I woke up on life support and my grandparents standing over me in tears. But it still didn't even make me want to stop. Got down to 102 pounds and was so weak I would pass out walking across the floor. I was with a man that would beat me so bad. So bad. He thought he killed me. He was beating me for things like he had a toothache and I didn't. He went to prison and did his best to send me as well. But looking back now, I know God had my back even then. From there, it was more drugs. More eating so I could do more drugs. Self-destructive behavior and abusive relationships. I cooked, sold, and did every drug I could. I didn't spend more than three days sober and hardly left my house, except when my ex would start coming down and kick me out. 
In fact, the only positive thing I did in all those years was talk a young girl into stopping meth, leaving her dangerously abusive boyfriend and moving out of state and going back to school, but I couldn't do the same thing. By this time, I had stopped being angry with God, but was convinced he would never, could never forgive or love me. I thought his love was only for people who hadn't done all the bad things I had done. A couple years ago, I even gave my teenage niece meth and we telling myself that I was keeping her safe. Now I see I was making the same mistakes my dad made. Over the past year, I had started praying to God again, telling him to please let me die. Stop the evil torture that I was convinced he was putting me through. Now I see and know it was Satan, not my loving father. In this time, my mom's ex-husband, my mom's husband, my ex-boyfriend, beat up my son and my children got taken. I was so caught up in how I felt it was unfair that I didn't do what I should have, and I used it as an excuse to get high, as if I needed one. I would have done it anyway. In the summer of 2016, my oldest ran away from her foster family and found me. I got it in my head that I wasn't giving her back. After all, people steal kids that don't belong to them all the time and get to keep them. Why couldn't I keep mine? I remember as we rode down the highway, I prayed, God, I know I'm not it, but please help me. I woke up to my ex-boyfriend telling me that the truck was broke down. My daughter and I were starving. I saw a church. I talked him into helping me get in it. And we did, and then grabbed some food and left. The police helped us out of the ditch and told us to get back to Popper Bluff, so we went straight back. As we were leaving, I thanked God, but thought, that's it, I told you I needed help. The next morning, and don't ever think that, because he will, he will change that, he will definitely help you. <laughs> the next morning, I woke up to 15 highway patrol officers there to question us. They brought us three hours to Wright County Jail, where I spent 16 days in an 8 by 10 cell with the max of 13 girls in six beds, cold food and ants. I spent my 31st birthday there and found God. For the first time in my life, I realized I'd, he did love a wretch like me, and I rededicated myself to him. I will never forget it because I used to call myself a trash can junkie. <laughs> I was sitting in the hall having Bible study with Gina and the girls, and for some reason I didn't understand, I volunteered to read Hannah's prayer. 1 Samuel 2.8. He lifts the poor from the dust and the needy from the garbage dump. He sets them among princes, places them in seats of honor, for the earth is the Lord's, and he has set the world in order. And in that moment, I felt God kick me in the gut and say, I'm here, I love you. And I rededicated myself right then and right there. I was released on the 5th of August and was three hours away from Popper Bluff. So I made my way to Subway where I sat for about three hours. A family came in and I didn't think much of it. And finally, the woman said, excuse me, I noticed you only have water, are you hungry? I froze. She said, I will, I will buy you something if you're hungry. I started crying and shook my head yes. I ordered and ate. 
I remember I was so hungry I was done even before they was. They went to leave, but she turned around and sat down with me and asked what I had been in jail for. I told her a short version without lying, and she let me use her phone to call my family to see if they would come get me. My sister's advice was go to the nearest gas station and jump in with a trucker. I started crying, and I told her I was scared. The lady asked if they were coming. I told her no. She said she said to give her 30 minutes. She had to take her family home, but she would be back. She came back and offered to take me to her house to shower and sleep safe. I felt something telling me to go. I know now it was definitely God. We got to her house and talked more. I found out her name was Reba, and she called a lady named Jessica. And by the end of the night, I made the biggest and best decision to stay in Hartville, where I truly found God and allowed him to, to take control of my life. I accept, accept all his ama- and accept all his amazing gifts. I let him live in and for me. He sent me amazing people who got me everything I needed when I had nothing. In the fall of 2016, God gave me the strength to have the first job I'd had since 2006. He has taken my cravings for drugs. He has shown me things through his people and myself I never thought possible. I thank him daily for Mount Zion pressing charges on me and putting me in jail. I praise him for wanting me so bad that he did what it took to get me. I praise him for my preacher that teaches his congregation to let God work in and through them the way they do. I can look back now and see he was there helping me to become what I am, who I am, so I can save people from where I was. I know without him I am nothing, but with him I am everything. 2 Corinthians 1, 3, 4. All praise to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others when they are troubled. Every day I praise him for my past, present, and future. Don't get me wrong, Satan still tries to knock me down, but I know in a way I never thought possible that God's got this. And I pray, and I know it's going to be okay. I trust God, not me, and I turn it all over to him. I am in Celebrate Recovery program at my church. I attend Encounter Ministries. I worked the Hope Landing program, and he is amazing. I attended my second Ashes to Beauty in March, and that was when I realized that God was continuing to work on me. God brought to my attention that it was time to begin working on and dealing with the emotional damage of rape and abuse of all kinds, not just the abuse that I had endured, but the abuse I had done to other people. I know that with God, Satan can no longer hold emotions like shame and embarrassment over me to keep me from the amazing plan that God has in store for me. Don't get me wrong, it's not easy, but if God is for us, then who be against us? With God, all things truly are possible. I can see now that God always knew I wanted to make a change in the world and help people. That's why I have been through so much. I praise him for every second of it. I thank everyone that has ever hurt me, and I am sorry to everyone that I have hurt. I know I am forgiven, and I praise God for that. Then in September 2017, I served for the first time at A to B, and life has truly changed in such a God way. 
I wake up with his praise on my lips. I am a CNA. I am doing exactly what God has called me to do. And to top it all off, he showed up and showed off after months of talking to lawyers and DFS workers and being told I would never get to hear from my kids until they turned 18 and contacted me. My daughter contacted me. That's her. <laughs> that. That's actually the very first Christmas I've had to spend with her since she was a little girl. So she contacted me through Facebook, and they approved me and her to have phone contact. No matter where you have been or what you have done, when you put God in the center of your life, he will bless you in all you do. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10 each time he says my grace is all you need my power works best in weakness now i am glad to boast about my weaknesses so the power of christ can work through me that's why i take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults hardships persecutions and troubles that i suffer for christ for when i am weak then i am strong though satan tries to keep us down because of our past god will not only forgive us but use it to bless others all we have to do is let him thank you I gotta say the songs that uh, the songs that we picked out and sang, you know, how well they go. What like what she was talking about, how that song, that hurricane that we sang. She said she was thankful for the church pressing charges that sometimes we're crying out to God, I need you to break these walls down because I can't, I can't get over them, I can't get around them. Just like thunder crashing winds, you ask him something, he'll do it. But stand with me as we see, as we say serenity prayer. We will sing it, you can sing it. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did, the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. Um, I'm Pam. <laughs> I'm house mom at Hope Landing. And um, <laughs> I 
I think this was supposed to have been from last week, the presentation um, for phase three. And I just want to say that we have now started phase three in the Hope House. These girls are on their last leg in um, Hope Landing, and I could never, I couldn't be more proud of them. They work very hard, very hard for where they're at. Um, God shines through them, and it's evident, and it's obvious. And that's about all I have to say. You're welcome. Do you guys have anything? Okay. No? Heather just got with us. I got a little bit more to say. Heather is with us. And um, I'm proud of her, too. 